Welcome in to Sports Time on a Tuesday. Bryant and Brett with you. We're with you for the next three hours. Got a lot to get to this afternoon, but we're in our family leisure studios. Bryant and Brett with you. Brett, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. Let's go over everything we're going to talk about today. You ready? Okay. College football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and hockey. That's right. We're going to talk some hockey. And, Brett, I just want you to know, in case you need them, they're here. I do have, what is this, three sheets of notes, two sheets of notes? One, three sheets of notes for the four team, five, the six teams that are playing tonight, if you need them at some point. Wow. I also have picks for would, two of tonight's games if you need those. I would dare say in 61 years of living and 31 years of radio, I haven't had six paragraphs of hockey notes. Well, I should say, Brett, they're all bullet points. So, you know, the bullet points just, they, it takes up a lot of space. It's not like I'm writing a, a term paper here on these teams. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just bullet points. So it takes up a lot, especially the font I'm so, using. So. So what? What war and peace, huh? No, 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 no. It's probably only about five to eight bullet points about each team. So, are you going to any hockey anytime soon? Any trips to Nashville? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll, I'll probably make a trip later in the year, but nothing, nothing entirely too soon. Well, it is the night that it be, it, it begins. I, I saw a good interview with Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they they did that. Uh, because they're playing against each other today to kind of get people excited for that. I'm very excited for Connor Bedard and what he could do um, this year. His team's going to be awful, but uh, he should be fun to watch at least. When they both came out in the draft, Sidney Crosby's been better than Ovechkin, hasn't he? Um, hmm. That's, that's, One more Stanley Cups. Yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good question, Brett. Um, I think I think they uh, I think you can make an argument for for both of them. Oh, could you? Okay, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd probably say so. Now, I'm a very young hockey fan, so uh, please don't judge me if you are a hockey fan out there and you're saying there's no way you could compare the two of them. But I think I think you can make an argument for either of them. Really? But yeah, just okay. one for Ovechkin, right? That's right. One, one that's Stanley right. Cup. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, you know, I think he's shown a lot um, through his career, uh, certainly. But I don't know. It's going to be a fun day of hockey. we got three games uh, today, and, I, and I've been saying this ever since earlier this week or last week, you know, the first game today on ESPN starts at 4.30. I know a lot of people maybe still at work trying to waste the minutes away, or maybe you just got ESPN on in the office. I know a lot of offices and places just keep ESPN on. Just, you know, try it for a couple of minutes. You might like it. Um, any action on the 4.30 game for you? Uh, oh, absolutely, Brett. Uh, with the Predators in action this afternoon against the Lightning, um, they're an underdog today. Plus 130 is what I got it at. Taking the Predators' money line, they have uh, they have the advantage at goalie. <laughs> um, so we're going to take the Predators on the mi- money line. We're also going to take the over 6.5. I feel like those two even it out. I also yeah. got the over at plus money. So I'm feeling like if this is going to be a shootout, and it's either going to be a Predators win, it's a low-scoring Predators win, or I feel like it's going to be a shootout. You never know who wins those. So I feel like with those two bets, you could win one of them. You, you know, after we do our hockey picks, and we're going to do it about 342, so we'll warn listeners, yes, we'll have more hockey talk <laughs> about 342. So we un- we understand. Uh, after we do our picks, I really don't concentrate on the hockey again until one of those games outdoors around New Year's Day or so, and that's for about five minutes just to see what it looks like there. 
And then I get back into it at, at, at Stanley Cup playoff times, as well, into it as I get. Well, Brett, I don't want to speak for uh, for your former <laughs> uh, cohorts, co-hosts. Uh, I know one of them is a renowned uh, hockey analyst and Rob Fisher. I don't want to an insider. Uh-huh, he say. is. I don't want to take is. anything away from him. But that's why you have me here. You know, I, I've worn this is my well, second good. day in a row wearing sweaters. Uh, you know, we pride ourselves on talking about all sports. We talk everything here. We do. And so I'm here <laughs> to, to make sure we've got hockey covered. Yeah, that's right. We do. Yeah, that's right. We we do. You're you're right. Yeah, that's right. So I'll you know any any type of news we need for the hockey, uh, I, I'll have it this year. Just don't don't forget that. Brad. You know, my hockey. I only pick the Stanley Cup. I don't I don't go through all right. the divisions and stuff because I really don't know even at playoff time how they do their bracketing. I've I've had it explained to me a couple of times and I I still haven't quite grasped it. But it's about as stale as my Cardinals and Yankees World Series pick. I mean, hey, it's it's chalk every year for you. And you see how well that Cardinals Yankees uh-huh. World Series pick yeah. every year is worked. Honestly, Brett, they haven't met in the World Series since '64. And Brett, this year it couldn't have gone worse. I don't think with both teams not only not meeting in the in the World could Series, but worse. both missing the playoffs entirely. Tr- tr- truly, could not have could gone not, worse. I, mean, I guess the Yankees could have finished in last too. I but. guess so, but I mean, I guess that's the only possible way it would have been worse. Uh, but I am happy you pointed this out to me uh, before we started the show. We do have uh, some afternoon baseball today. We do uh, Astros Twins really uh, getting ready. First pitch is scheduled in two minutes. We'll see if they actually toss that at three oh seven. But uh, downtown Minneapolis, oh yeah, sun shining. Oh, it, sun it looked shining. toasty there last week. I, I had noticed a crowd. Show shot today because they only showed player introductions out to the line for about two players that used to be a staple but we we, we can't seem to get that anymore uh, no we cannot but uh, you know I always love seeing in any any form of watching the players run out to the line I can get I'll take but uh last night if if these two games can live up to what those two games were last night we're gonna have a fun afternoon of baseball the brave finish was great and then to to watch the the other other game was yeah. was re- really good too, and but the Brave finish was was spectacular. Yeah, I mean it was, and, it was and, unreal. The, 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 you know the Diamondbacks really had the Dodgers after the top of the first. Yeah, I mean and and really and Philly hopped all over uh, Atlanta in that game. Really needed a, a big comeback late. Scored two in the seventh. Scored two in the eighth for Atlanta. So you really needed that comeback to to even get that win last night. Even going to the final inning. With a lead for Atlanta, and then obviously the uh, the double play that was unbelievable last night, and then for for the Dodgers, I mean Brett, I, I said this when we were making our picks for the series. I just don't know about the Dodgers and the pitching they have. Clayton Kershaw, kind of you know, at, at his age, we're seeing the the tail end of his career. I'm afraid, and we see a dud on Saturday. Bobby Miller, I really love what he's done this year, but. His first appearance in the playoffs, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to expect. Didn't last long. He gets beat up early in that one. And then tomorrow they're going to throw Lance Lynn, who I'll say Lance Lynn has been better uh, since joining the Dodgers. But I just don't know uh, what what to think about him in the playoffs. So, I mean, I I just kind of threw it out there on a limb of the of the D-backs uh, before the series started. But now the Diamondbacks are really in the in the driver's seat for this uh, this series. Vanderbilt's very own Sonny Gray out to the mound for the Twins, and he's in a lot of Cardinal offseason mm-hmm. trade acquisition talk. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Cardinal's doing a lot of talk right now. Let's see him spend some money, but <laughs> they're all bundled up in Minneapolis. I, I knew that, I, I knew that weather wasn't going to last last week. They're, they're all bundled up and towels waving. 
Well, hey, look, the the, the weekend uh, crowd there, or, or last week when they were in the wild card, was a good crowd, so I'm, I'm hoping we can see the same this week, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a cold one, I, I, I assume. I'm on a roll on my baseball picks. The Yankees-Cardinals nice. in the preseason only being taught by 0-4 in the wild card round, having Baltimore over Texas. I got Houston against Minnesota. They're even 1-1. Mm-hmm. I've got Atlanta. They're even 1-1 with Philly. And I got the Dodgers. I got uh-huh. a really – I'm. it's very alive that I go 0-8 on, on baseball playoff picks till well, we get to the LCS. Well, Brett, Good don't, job, Brett. don't Good say job. that. I mean, don't – don't put that out there because you know you know you manifesting it and, and it's going to happen yeah. if, you, if you keep talking about it. Um, but hey, you you made up for it in, in your college football picks over the weekend because you obliterated me <laughs> thank in you, those Brad. picks. So. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you, Brad. We we both missed on Green Bay last night. Uh-huh. It was a tough night for Jordan Love, but I swear I loved his reaction late in the game, how he was competing and post game. It, 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 he he has he has a good look about him. Now he's no rookie quarterback. He's no right. new, new. He's a first year starter. That that's undeniable. But he he's been around for a while. And last night he he didn't play well. Jimmy G played scantily better. Right. Yeah. It, it, look, it wasn't a great night for for really either quarterback. And I saw and this. the kicking Carlson's man, oh, man. they're everywhere. The brothers. I I had no idea. I know. Uh, I've, I've seen them at Auburn for the last 17 years. That's true. I forgot about that. So you've got oh, a yeah. lot of they'll them. Run, they'll run a Carlson out there on you about it. Uh, I mean, oh, if there's man. not a Colquitt at Tennessee, there's a Carlson <laughs> at Auburn. Well, and it, and it seemed, uh, you know, last night one of the Carlsons had the better game. The other picked up a win. So, I mean, uh, you know, I guess yeah. a little tomato, tomato. Oh, dad, happy. They, they, yeah, they were happy until uh, one of the Carlsons doinked one, and then the, the camera found them, and they were not uh, they were not pleased. Uh-huh. I saw this uh, this stat after the game last night. This is from uh, Warren Sharp, um, who does a ton of analytical stuff for uh-huh. the NFL. Uh, Jordan Love on passes thrown over five yards tonight, which this was last night after the game. Three of 11, three interceptions, and a negative .78 EPA per attempt. Over the last two weeks in passes thrown over five yards, Jordan Love is 14 of 32 with five interceptions, zero touchdowns, and a negative .41 EPA per attempt. So um, it hasn't been a good last two weeks for Jordan Love. Two and three in his first five games as a Packer starter. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Wow, what they Is were after really? five games as starter. Wow, you know, I really do like Jordan Love. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot there. He he still needs that development. But I I don't hate him as a quarterback, and so I'm really hoping I don't either um, that that he can really uh, you know continue to to develop and continue to um, impress this year. Because really, I don't think anybody had super high hopes for him this season. I mean, you haven't seen him. You're coming in. And really an impossible situation coming in right after Aaron Rodgers, and especially not even just coming in after Aaron Rodgers, coming in after Aaron Rodgers who replaced Brett Favre. And we know what, what Brett Favre was, and we know what Aaron Rodgers became, and so I think everyone thought, oh, this guy's going to have to be Aaron Rodgers. And so I don't think there were, maybe there were extremely high expectations for, for Panthers fans, but I, excuse me, for Packers fans, but I don't think anybody really expected much from him this year. I think it's all about developing, getting those starting snaps, and then maybe next year see what you actually have in them. I would just love to know if in the history of the NFL has anybody gone three straight for 
Hall of Fame runs like Favre, Rogers, and a third one. Don Mikowski was good before yeah. Favre, but I mean that he wasn't near. I mean, not not even close right. to what he was pro bowler. Uh, <laughs> but I just wonder if anybody close to that's ever gone three straight. It's hard to do two. Yeah, I mean there aren't many out there that went you know bang bang with with two. I just wonder if anybody, even the closest thing to it, the the best argument to be made for. For three stakes, the Raider, Raiders could could make a case for it uh, in in late sixties, early seventies with a, a compilation of people. They, it, it would be close, but it wasn't Hall of Famer. Daryl LaMonica wasn't Hall of Famer, but he was really good. Blanda was in there, but he was a Hall of Famer mostly as a kicker. And then Kenny Stabler, and then after Stabler, Mark Wilson was. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you could make a little bit. I mean, you got some good in there. You, you, you know, you got yeah. the Cowboys: Meredith, Craig Morton, Stallback, Danny White. There's only one Hall of Famer out of that four. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I remember those conversations being had here locally with the University of Memphis in terms of quarterback. And I remember that conversation sure. being how hard it is to to have three straight really good quarterbacks. And uh, so I can only imagine uh, in the NFL being able to, to get not only three really good quarterbacks, but three franchise quarterbacks back-to-back. Back. It's, it's really impossible. Even Alabama yeah. having trouble. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, you, they won a, a national point. championship. Had a really good player in Blake Sims. And won a national championship with Jake Coker. Then Hurts, then Tua, then Mac Jones, then Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Gravity has to get you. How many times sure. have I said that the thing that got Clemson is just impossible to go Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and that, you know that, that's no knock on DJU. Oregon State got a big win sure. Saturday, and and they're good and, and D, 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 DJU is having a good year. I, I think he's uh, all, almost maxing out. I think so. I think so. But I think uh, a better situation for him over at Oregon State, and and that team's sure. good. That game, what was it, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, where it was Oregon State versus Washington State, was mm-hmm. a a really fun game to watch with uh, with two really really good quarterbacks. So you're right. I mean, it's just it's just hard to be able to do that. Very few teams, very few franchises are able to to kind of strike like that, especially when you're kind of doing it the way they're doing it, especially like the Packers did with Jordan Love, where they went out, you still have Aaron Rodgers, and it, it didn't look like Aaron Rodgers was really in any mood to to leave Green Bay and they go out and they draft uh you know they draft this new young quarterback and and we all remember Aaron Rodgers was not very happy after the draft so I mean it's very hard to be able to do this and I think it was very gutsy for for the the Packers to draft Jordan Love in the first round when you have Aaron Rodgers already there so I really hope he works out for the Packers um I really liked what he did those first two weeks of the season but um kind of a kind of a couple down weeks for him for sure and and sometimes the best laid plans go to go to fail. Yeah, the the Colts thought they were going to go on a a, a twenty five year run of quarterbacks mm-hmm. with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. It it didn't work out. No, no, it didn't work out. So I mean, it's 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 really tough. And so we'll see if maybe it can work out in Green Bay. But the Raiders get the win, and uh, you know they they really needed that win because uh, it's been a really rough start to the season for them in Las Vegas. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day at 3.30. We'll talk about the Tigers versus Tulane, that game quickly approaching uh, Friday night, 6 o'clock on ESPN. We'll also have to get to the new updated top 25 
five, see how it shakes up after another week of action. Towards the end of that segment, we're going to make our Stanley Cup final picks and also our Stanley Cup champion pick as uh, that first game, uh, only about an hour and 15 minutes away between the Panthers and the Lightning. So we'll get that here uh, towards and, the end and, of this next segment. And break down Grizzlies Bucks exhibition game. Yeah, yeah, we also got to do that. So a lot to get to um, in this uh, in this next uh, segment at 345. We're going to talk some baseball. Like I said earlier, uh, Astros and Twins already underway. Astros already on the board in Minnesota in the top of the first inning. Runners everywhere. Runners too. everywhere. Uh, only one out, it looks like, uh, on my screen. So uh, a good start for the Astros. We'll talk some baseball at 345. Four o'clock, Brent Beard uh, going to join us to talk some college football from First Coast News down in Jacksonville. 430, we'll get to what we are certain about in college football and the NFL after another week of action. 445, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Beau Marchant will join us to break down the weekend in the NFL. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending. And at 545, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're sitting in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale, it's back and bigger than ever. 50 different models to choose from five different manufacturers. Up to 30% off in-stock spas and swim spas. Free upgrades on all in-stock spas in the 24-month. Same as cash, it's still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. He's Brian, I'm Brett, and Johnny Hill with us as well. We're Sports Time. We're with you until 6 o'clock, 901-360-8255. To join us, this hour of our show brought to you every day by the only Lexus dealership in town. That is Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Great offers on all 2023 models and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Call them at 901-334-9673 or stop by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2023 flagship LS500 and you'll be looking and driving in style. 24s on the way. Some already there. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day is the MLB postseason action. We've already got one game going on right now. I just mentioned it. The Astros... 4 nothing now over the Twins. What a start to the game for the Astros. Uh, now no base runners anywhere, Brett, after base runners everywhere. Get all those base runners off those, those bases. Get all those base runners out of there. So 4 nothing lead for the Twins. But going back to last night, those two games last night, the Phillies get all over the Braves in Atlanta. That would have been massive for Philadelphia. We already know what happened last year when these two teams met in the postseason. So if the Phillies could have gone up 2-0, that would have been absolutely massive going back to Philadelphia, which I said last year. The scar tissue would have been unable to overcome. No, you wouldn't have been able to overcome. And especially in that environment in Philadelphia, we know that fan base. We know how raucous they get for those games. I mean, it, it would have been over. But the Braves fight back, and then that play at the end of the uh, game. Michael Harris 
Uh, what a, I mean, tracking down that ball, going up on the wall and grabbing it. I, I don't know how I feel about Bryce Harper. I understand you should not round second before you know if it's caught or not. But in that situation, I mean, he's trying to he's trying to go all the way home, if we're being honest, Brett. I mean, he, he wanted to go first gotta, home, which is crazy. Got to know that also. You, you do. And so uh, he, he gets around second and uh, kind of stumbles on his turning around. They over And, and really... The star of that play, I get Michael Harris made a fantastic catch, but the star of that play was really our third baseman. I mean, uh, Austin Riley. What, what what Austin Riley did from the, he looked like a shortstop turning a double play at the bag at second. And, and Brett, the whole time Michael Harris catches it, and, and for him in the outfield, he just catches it and throws it in. He did not care who he was throwing to; he was just throwing it towards second, just rock and fire. And Austin Riley, the entire time, is pointing towards first base, yelling, "Throw it to first! Throw it to first! Throw it to first!" He realizes it's going to be overthrown to Ozzy Albies, so he runs to right behind second base, picks it up off the gr- uh, grass, and flips it over to first to turn the double play. It was unbelievable. And then the second game, D-backs get a four-two win over the Dodgers. They're in complete control of that one. It was an unbelievable night of baseball last night. Usually in baseball, after I don't know why it works like this. You make that sensational play in, on defense, you're the guy up in the next inning, and you have a big hit. Yep. Last night was the big hit, yep. and then the defensive play. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they said that Michael Harris, in a blink of an eye, covered 96 feet. Well, that's about a basketball court. That, that's 94. So, you know, in a blink of an eye, he covers that, wheels and fires in the double play. My top story. Five weeks of the NFL completed. Two undefeated teams, no surprise, San Francisco and Philadelphia. That's the way it ended last year in the NFC Championship game. And the same could happen this year. Brock Purdy injured in that game, but this year he's playing He's playing perfectly. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. The only other starting quarterback, anybody with any legitimate real run time that has not thrown an interception this year is rookie C.J. Stroud, having a great rookie season for the Houston Texans. Uh, to have zero interceptions uh, as a young player, that, that that is really extraordinary. Carolina winless and playing at Miami with two Bama quarterbacks dueling it out this weekend. Five touchdowns, four interceptions for Bryce Young. Tough to try to get off the windless snide on the road against Tua and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day. I'm pretty sure it was my not top story of the day yesterday, but I'm going to go back to it because we have more information now. It's, it's Gonzaga and the Big 12. Matt Norlander from CBS Sports uh, did some some call, made some calls and, and talked to his sources this morning about this whole situation and what he said he put this on Twitter uh, earlier today made some calls on Gonzaga slash the Big 12 the biggest reason this is now a thing again is Brett Yormark who is 100% driving this Uh, he is seeking the most loaded basketball league imaginable so he can take the Big 12 to market at the end of the decade and have separate media deals for football and for basketball Yormark is meeting some pushback on this from the presidents and athletic directors in the Big 12. Supposedly they gave him a list of questions, basically a big old checklist for Gonzaga of all these questions and all of these concerns they have about Gonzaga. And they want him and Gonzaga to go through this and bring this back to the table to them so that they can can figure it out. Right now, uh, what Matt Norlander says, what he has heard is they would need 75% yes vote to get Gonzaga in. Right now, as of today... 
uh, they would not have 75% of the uh, ADs and presidents voting um, yes on Gonzaga. So uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen anytime soon, and it really sounds like a lot of ADs and presidents in the Big 12 are completely against this and don't really understand the reasoning why they would add Gonzaga. I, I don't really understand it either, but NBA people and sports business industry people tell me about Brett Yormark is he is just a brilliant guy yeah. and a hard worker and a big brained a long haul decision making guy and, and they say everybody's gotten that 3.30 in the morning text from him hey you up I need to talk to you about something or the email from <laughs> wow. him in the middle of the night just wonder man come on everybody else is, is dead tired <laughs> he's not uh, I, I'm, I'm I, I'm not going to challenge him, but it is surprising that so many like me that you know would would almost almost shout people down. It's yeah. not about basketball. Uh-huh. Well, he's now made it about basketball in this valuation yeah. of Gonzaga. My thought of it, I know he's smarter than I am, and I know he's he he knows something I don't know. But my idea of it is you're getting the heat of the moment in the best of Gonzaga mm-hmm. after Mark Few. I mean, it could go back to little bitty Gonzaga way out there in the middle of nowhere. What's that going to bring you? Yeah. It's all almost like the the middle-aged crisis guy buying a convertible. Well, <laughs> okay, it looks good, but now you're stuck with a convertible. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, my not top story, the Braves with a miracle to avoid 0-2. Dodgers couldn't get a miracle in Hollywood. Now down 0-2 to Arizona, and I defy anyone out there other than hardcore baseball fans like Bryant to name five Arizona Diamondback starters. Heck, five players on the postseason roster, I defy you. They hit the Dodgers with three in the first, and then they, they, they just held on. And now we got afternoon baseball with Astros and Twins uh, just getting underway. And tonight, O's in Texas, in Texas. Yeah, it's gonna be some uh, some good uh, some good games uh, tonight. Did you hear last night on the uh, on the football game, uh, Joe Buck and uh, and Troy Aikman talking baseball? I didn't catch that part. Now I watched them. That's, that, that's what I. That's how I consume Monday night football. I never watched the Manning. Well, it was very brief. So so Troy, they were you know they did like a little you know just kind of talking about oh we you know baseball yada yada yada. And, and, and that's Troy, Joe's roots. Oh yeah, and, and Troy Aikman goes, "How about my, uh, how about my Texas Rangers? You seen what they've been doing?" And Joe Buck goes, "I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can name five Texas <laughs> Ranger players right now." And and Troy Aikman goes, "There was a time I didn't have to do games with you in October. <laughs> I mean, it was right. great. It was unbelievable. That is good. It was, and I and I and I miss Joe Buck this time yeah. of year. No, me too. He he was so good, or is so good at baseball, and I, I wish." Uh, we got more of it, but he is—he's really good at football as well. I mean, he's—he's he's good all I, around. I didn't catch that. That's yeah, a good funny. comeback. And, and look for for a lot of us, and and baseball is my favorite sport. It would be a scuffle to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, some of these teams, it, it gets a little tricky uh, to name five players. Try Minnesota. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Minnesota for sure. But that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk about this uh, Friday night's game between uh, the Tigers and Tulane. That's next on Sports Time. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. 
Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. And uh, Brett, it's the big one this Friday night. Tigers and Tulane at Simmons Bank. Liberty Stadium, and, and we talked to Jonah Dillon uh, yesterday afternoon, and we really talked a lot about um, the university really d- making a, a big attempt to try to get a ton of people at this game. I know uh, Coach Silverfield bought, I think Jonah said, about 2,500 tickets that, that were uh, um, claimed in, in about an hour after uh, they were released. I know the university itself are doing a bunch of giveaways for students at the game. I think they're giving away a couple cell phones, um, like, a, like a PS five like a thousand dollars i mean they're giving away a ton of stuff at this game so uh, memphis is really doing everything they can to to get a ton of people at this game and i think without the giveaways and without the free tickets i think this is a game that, that if you're a, a tiger fan if you're just a football fan you should want to go to this game because it's going to be two really really good teams i think it's going to be an incredibly competitive game well we always talk about it it needs to matter it does for everyone it Tiger fans aren't that different than most people out there. They they they, they need a product uh, that they want to go see. They want to be entertained. They want to have a good time, and and that that's not unusual for everyone out there. Yeah. And it's a shame as we also talked with Jonah about yesterday. It's a shame so many times in our sporting history in Memphis. Well, you know, what are the neighbors going to think? What are they going to, you know, what are the TV networks going to think? What, what are other people watching the game going to think? And I know people are really beleaguered by that and, and with that. And it, and, and there is a feeling, I'm afraid, I, I don't think it's anywhere near the majority, but it's too many of the hopelessness of conference realignment. Mm-hmm. But we know how quickly it changed. Look how quickly it's changed about four times for good or bad. For Gonzaga yeah, for to, to, to get into the Big 12 and they don't even play football, which still is <laughs> But, but it, it's another one of those pivot points. And I, I'm sorry that, that Memphis in this area that we always kind of get scrutinized like this, but Friday night people will notice. Now, yesterday, and, and I, I'm sorry I didn't ask, but it was toward the end. When Jonah was talking about flipping the cameras, are they talking about doing that for this week or in the future? Well, that's that's just been, I, I'm pretty sure now. Jonah obviously knows more than I do, and and so maybe it was him hinting at something. But I know that that is something that's been talked about before the season because of what how the USFL had it set up um, on the other side is that ESPN could use that other side like the USFL did uh-huh. and then shoot towards the home side. And it sounded like from everything I heard that ESPN kind of shot that down and said we're going to do what we've always done we're not going to switch this year because y'all had it fixed up for for usfl so I don't yeah know. And, and and maybe in the future going forward with how you know how a lot of games are you know that 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 is the hotter side uh, the the east side is 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 hotter with, with the sunlight on it but it won't, that won't be a factor friday night but it is a big game re- regardless of who's there and who's not it has to be won it has to be. It has to be. And so this, I mean, this is, this isn't just a big game because we've gotten here and both these teams have had a pretty good start this season. We knew this was going to be a big game before the start of the season. And now we're, we're finally here. And I think, uh, we've said it before. We'll say it again. I think if the Tigers win, can win this game, 
you're in the driver's seat for the American. You're in a really, you've put yourself in a really Firmly. good spot, um, for the conference. And so, uh, it would be, it would be massive to get a win. And so I think home field advantage definitely, uh, plays a, a big part in that. And I know for a fact that, uh, you know, these, again, I mean, we talk about college football, we talk about the NFL. These are 18 to 24 year olds. I mean, they feed off of energy. And so they'll feed off of a, a big crowd Friday night. Uh, they will, and, and, and Brian, we, we, we won't talk about the game again until Monday, played on Friday, mm-hmm. so we'll have the whole weekend to kind of digest it. If the Tigers win, the crowd aspect of it won't be that big a deal by the time we crack the mic open right. at 3 o'clock on Monday, or even you know the earlier shows and conversation uh, o- over the weekend. But we also know with, with a loss, that's when everything gets scrutinized. Everything becomes circumspect, and that, that, that that's not always fair. Right. Well, I mean, you you hit it right on the head. I mean, it's when you have that loss that that's when the floodgates open, and and every mm-hmm. all the negativity comes out. You want to blame everybody and everything for the loss, and so yeah, of course, then it's going to be you know, let's look at the there was only X amount of people at that game. If there were more people there, it would have been a better environment. Yada yada yada, so on and so forth but you know I I think obviously a a great atmosphere will be big but also these fast starts you know we've been talking so much about these slow 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 starts for the Tigers you're gonna have to get off to a fast start against uh, Tulane and and I'll be interested to see how the offense comes out because I cannot stop thinking Brett about what you have said about uh, uh, Tulane's defensive line and, and just how Ole Miss could not both run lines. the ball both lines, yeah. And so I'm really curious offensively. Obviously, they've been relying a lot on Blake Watson. What do they do if they can't get that run game going early on Friday? Are they able to turn to um, the passing game and get something going there? Or, or do you kind of have that slow start where you really can't get anything going offensively, kind of like we saw uh, against Boise State? Right, you know I worship at the altar running the ball and oh, yeah. rushing yards matter. You you know I do. I mean, I may, I mean the the holy sepulcher may mm-hmm. reside in in my home of running the ball <laughs> to win games. I love it. Oh, Miss beat Tulane throwing the ball. Oh, they absolutely. Did. I mean, because it, it and, and quarterback runs did it did not win because of running back play, and it that may be the the prescription for the Tigers Friday night. I think Seth Hennigan has really gotten better this year, and especially in, in, in the Mizzou and the Boise State game. But he needs his biggest game, mm-hmm. and it may be with wheels as well as arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And we've seen him. He, I think he's done a, a really good job um, using his legs, and it's just kind of how he uses them in what situation. I don't want him sitting back there getting flustered and having to, to, to get out of the pocket to, to run and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, I, I'm excited about this game, I think. Um, but, but those fast starts are going to be big because, you know, you did it against Boise State. I just don't know if you'll be able to do it again against against Tulane. Not only just because I don't know if you'll be Tulane's able to come better back. Than Boise State. Tulane's better I, than I, Boise as, State. That's the biggest. As, as I said, I, I I think this is the best team the Memphis Tigers have faced, Mizzou included. Yeah. And and I have zero motivation mm-hmm. to say that other than I believe it. Yeah, and, and Brett, I mean, you're you're one of the uh, the few people I think. Uh, you know, in this area, talking that it have have seen Tulane this year in person, and you didn't even see them with with their star quarterback. and you didn't uh-huh. see them with their star quarterback. So I mean, they're going to be sure even better, and I think even more motivated this year. Because I mean, we can talk a lot, and yes, these teams get up for for ranked opponents, for for SEC opponents. But at the end of the day, this is a conference game. This is these are the meaningful games. So you know, both these teams are going to be ready to go on Friday night. So yeah, I mean, this is. I think you're right. I think this is the best team and most important game Memphis will play all season.
it was a really good win for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. I think it will hold up at the end of the year after this one for Tulane. What they might might lose one more. I don't know that I really believe that, but okay, maybe one more. Well, that's nine and three. That's a pretty good non-conference opponent. I I, w- I would say for for Ole Miss to be playing. And, and, and so many people a few weeks ago talking about signature wins and has, has Lane Kiffin really had that kind of that win with the cherry on top. I, I, look, you, you can, you can split the atom all the different ways you want to. I just know this and my old miss friends, please know I'm not saying this with any ill intent. Mm-hmm. I just know he's won a bunch of games yep. that a lot of other old miss coaches would have lost. Oh, absolutely. And did lose. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, he's doing, a, uh, I think, a great job down there. I, and I, I mean that, and I'm <laughs> I'm not Ole Miss. Right. I don't work for Ole Miss. I'm not an Ole Miss fan yeah, by any dang means. Guy. Spilled uh, a beer on a little good. kid. Yeah, that's right. I mean, what a, what a jerk. But I, I really do. I mean, I, I think he's done a, a, a really good job down at Ole Miss. And so, you know, I know you've talked a lot, and you're obviously more, closer uh, with this fan base, and you hear more from the fan base. And so it really kind of surprises me when I hear um, the fan base upset with, with Lane Kiffin. Uh, not upset. It's not upset. It, it, it's not really mad it's just kind of that simmering i see almost the first time it, you even saw some of the reaction after losing at alabama right, yeah. at bryant denny stadium all right that's it i'm done <laughs> what, really over uh, losing to uh, alabama at yeah. tuscaloosa uh, yeah that, that's... That, that's the one you can hit the eject button on i mean hey Brett, honestly, reverse psychology there. That might even just prove how good of a job Lane Kiffin is doing. That you're getting, you know, upset. You're simmering over losing at Alabama, and, and he and he wants to do that. Oh, he wants to raise uh, the expectations, and I think he has. And this week, we, we were going to talk about the top twenty-five, and I, I couldn't believe Ole Miss moved up three spots, but they <laughs> did. To, to 13. I'm going to do this quickly. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to, and I'm, and I'm throwing it, I'm throwing this on you. Uh, uh, kind of, you, you didn't know it was coming. This week's top 25, we're going to roll through it fast and you tell me, can, uh, yes, and yes, or yes, and no, or no, and no. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, can they be in the football four and can they win it all? Georgia. Yes, yes. Michigan. Yes, yes. Ohio State. Yes, yes. Florida State. Yes, yes. I agree completely so far. Oklahoma. Yes, yes. I agree. Penn State. Uh, yes, yes. Washington. Yes, yes. Oregon. Yes, no. I'm yes, yes. Really? I'm yes, yes See, on I Oregon. I now. haven't gotten bit by the Oregon bug just yet. I, I, I'm bit. I'm I'm t- I'm taken by Dan. Lane. I <laughs> oh, love great coach. Uh, yeah. Texas, first one loss team I've asked you about. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Uh, yes, no. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm yes, close. yes. Really? Wow. Uh, USC. No, no. Absolutely no, no. no and uh, Alabama. I, I will actually say yes, no. I, I'm with you on USC. No, no. Too crowded in the pack mm-hmm. with o- those other teams that we were yes, yes, or at least yes, no on. And I'm with you on Alabama on yes on the playoffs, no to win it all. North Carolina. Hmm. No, no. Probably no, no. Maybe no. Maybe no. I like that. Maybe. But it wasn't no. a maybe. It, what? 
North Carolina's got to really thread the needle. And then the mm-hmm. next is Ole Miss. And I'm no, I'm no no on play on playoff yeah, winning. It's no I'm no no as well. And I think probably and everybody Louisville and Oregon down. State and yeah. on, on down. Back of the pack that could could come from way back and make noise. I don't know. I don't know that Louisville really qualifies for that. After you thump Notre Dame and you're ranked 14th, how back of the pack are you? <laughs> that, that's a very good point. Um, I'll throw one back of the pack team that could. But uh, if you want a TCU for this year, it could be Louisville. Yeah, it very well could. Another team I'll throw out to you, uh, UCLA. Um, right now, one lost UCLA team, but you look at their schedule. I don't 15, trust them. Fifteenth ranked, fifteenth ranked Oregon State, uh, Arizona, who's good. Uh, Arizona State, tenth ranked USC. If you can, if you can get wins over those three, uh, three ranked teams, and you stay perfect, just go go into that championship game with one loss, and you can make that championship game, and then you win that championship game. Oh, you're in, you're in the four. Then I mean, that's a lot of ifs. But hey, I wouldn't put it past them. Brian, I wouldn't want to have to testify in a court of law sworn against perjury. But I'm going to say sometimes after the Grizzlies were eliminated, not that it was slowing down because it's never slow here. Right. But I'm going to say a late May, early June round of high hard ones, you asked me a potential TCU for this year in college football. Yeah. And I said North Carolina. You did. I remember that. Yeah. And, I mean, they – I thought it was a good answer then, and, and we're going to dig through those Friday out. tapes and find yeah. that date to we prove will. me right. We will. No, we're not either. No, we're not either. <laughs> we'll I don't need to be right that bad. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it's nice to be right every once in a while. Uh, quickly before we, it, it, and it's always it, and it's always easy to make somebody do all the digging, and I don't want you to have to do that. Also you're busy enough. True. Yes. Um, quickly before we get to a break, uh, let's go ahead do our Stanley Cup picks. Um, uh, what what do you what do you got this year? I, I've got breaking the streak back to 1967 and didn't know until today and the very sad news it broke today about Barry Melrose yeah. that I don't know at all, but I, I do enjoy and especially in the years that hockey wasn't on ESPN, mm-hmm. he carried the flag. Absolutely. He was the standard bearer for hockey. Seems like a fun loving guy now stepping back, retiring, diagnosed with Parkinson's yeah. and it is, uh, it's a really cruel disease. Yeah. I can assure you. Yeah. Uh, my, my my brother has it, and it is it is mm. something to watch. But uh, and I guarantee you, my brother's listening right now, and, it, and he'd say the same darn thing. But I didn't know Barry Melrose, as a young player, played for Toronto. My Maple Leafs winning it all I for did. the first time since '67. They defeat my Predators. We, we love that. I love no, we, it. We're supposed to hate that. We, do we love? Oh, no, we're supposed to hate them, right? We're uh, supposed to hate Nashville. You know what? Well, I mean, what is it? I think I think you're you're saying it perfectly. It's a love hate relationship with Nashville here. I mean, everyone loves going up to Nashville. Toronto over to Nashville. Them. All right, I they, like they, they are they, they could meet right. They're uh, they, they are east you're, west. You're correct. They could meet. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. I am gonna go uh, with a a Stanley Cup meeting. Between the Dallas Stars and the New York Rangers, I thought the Rangers would do TV it last would year. It. TV would absolutely love it. I really like this Dallas team. The people that own the Garden would oh, love yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. So I'm gonna go with Dallas and uh, and the New York Rangers, and I'll have the New or no, I'll have the Dallas Stars winning it. It'd be a big win for Dallas. Uh, they're my Stanley Cup champions. Um, I'm sure that will change before even the end of the weekend after I actually watch these teams play. Um, but for right now, that's our Stanley Cup picks. Brett, as always, going with Toronto. Uh, me going with Dallas, which uh, not too far from here. We can, we can make it to a, a Stanley Cup game fa- if they get there. 
Have you found my frozen closest frozen pond to Memphis? Uh, no, no, no. I, I need to do more research on that. Um, I should have an okay. answer. You know, we're yeah. we're running all the all the data and stuff on distances and things. It takes a little while, Brett. So hopefully by tomorrow we we should have an answer. Here's what I think would be easier. I'd start way up there uh-huh. and work backwards. Right, I wouldn't yeah. go from here to there. I'd start up there and work backwards. Probably, probably smart. But like I said, we've got uh, very high tech computers that are trying to work out that answer, and we should have an are answer. You, right have, you, have, have you been in negotiations with Noah or any of, or Jim Cantore? You know, or you know, we're we're hoping that these... Cantore never does snow though. does no, he? yeah, no, he does. Yeah, he does. Does it, he in the wintertime? He, I guess he'll do a big true. blizzard. You know, uh, we're hoping that our high tech computers can uh, get us an answer. But if not, we do have those as a back. <laughs> Up, that's option B, um, and we'll have to give them a call. Maybe we'll call them live on the radio tomorrow and, and make them give us an answer. I'm going to start with no Alaska and work south. That's smart. I think that's I think that's the way to go because I don't want to go through Lexington, Kentucky, and and up there because yeah. that might be a lot a lot more difficult. If they're playing baseball in Minneapolis. You know it ain't any uh-huh. frozen ponds. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, there's no frozen ponds up there right now. But let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the MLB playoffs. Like Brett said, we got a game going on in Minnesota, so we'll talk about that on the other side. That's next on Sports Time. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ, available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time with Bryant and Brett. I should say, uh, usually on Tuesdays in our last segment at 3.30, we usually talk uh, with Dave Woloshin, the voice of the Tigers, but he is uh, still on his vacation. He'll be back tomorrow morning uh, to do his show, Willow and Friends, uh, and then he'll join us tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 to talk Tigers in this big game tomorrow against Tulane. So uh, we're still going to have Dave with us. Uh, it's just uh, he's uh, getting back from his vacation, uh, much-needed vacation, as it's about to be a sprint for him uh, the next however many months, hopefully until April. This is a little out of order of planning today. Were you shocked by Curtis Gibbons' decision? I was. Yeah, we actually we actually didn't talk I thought, about that. I thought yesterday. that was a layup. Um, you know, I, I thought so just because of the fact that if you look at Penny's past track records with recruits, it's usually especially if you're a hometown guy, but if you, if Penny gets you on campus and that's your last visit you. or you don't have any or you don't make any visits after you visit Memphis, usually that's a pretty good sign um, for the Tigers. And I'll say this, I know um, there were several people at 247 that logged crystal balls for him to come to Memphis. And I think a lot of people here locally um, that cover the team yeah. or just cover the city um, were very confident that he was going to become a Tiger. So it really sounded like it might have been a last-minute flip from Memphis to uh, to LSU. And I am not knocking him, and I don't like that when it doesn't go one fan base's way, they always do this. But was it NIL? Did did LSU just 
uh, I, I'm, really, in with a- I'm really not sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, did a lot. But also, I mean, I mean, you really look at it, and uh, it might be a really good opportunity for him um, to be able to go in there and, as a freshman, uh, really get good playing time and maybe even start in an uh, for an uh-huh. SEC team because they're still rebuilding down LSU. You know, I love they sure are. Um, Matt it, it's McMahon. a big rebuild too. It is rebuilding. I love Matt McMahon and what he did at Murray State. I think he's going to be can't miss at LSU, but it takes a couple years. It takes some time, and so uh, it could be a really good opportunity for him. And we also know this in the portal world, I, and I, I, this is just speculation on my part. I don't, I, don't, I don't know one thing. You may not get him now. He could end his career being a Memphis Tiger. That's a very good point. I saw a lot of people um, talking about that. I actually saw Mark Giannato was, I think, the first person I saw say that on Twitter is, look, I mean, with how college basketball has changed, I mean, he very well could could maybe not that doors never slam. Maybe shut. not even end his career here. Just at some point, find himself uh, in Memphis. So, um, yeah. Right. Question for you then. Okay, I love. I you love know, we question. do that segment at Ole. We do that segment at Ole Miss Rebels in the NFL. Love it. Does Does that have to be for somebody that finishes there in a hypothetical? Let's say there's a great player that plays two great years for you and then gets that offer he can't turn down, he goes somewhere else, crushes it that big third year, then goes to the NFL, is he it's, it's kind of like Jalen Hurts. Who is he? Who whose wow. is he? Do, I mean, do, do, do you do, are they persona non grata? That's I mean, that's a, that's a really good question and I mean Jalen Hurts is a good one. Here locally, I mean, potentially depending on what happens, could be Caden Prescorn at some point if if he could have a, uh, a I think good... you got to play more than one year. Well, that, I, 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 would, a, I would cut it that way. Yes, um, you know, as a starter, only one year for Caden Prescorn here. But I mean, was was here and, for, it looks for like a it could years. be just one at all. And, and looks like it could be one. Um, but but he would be kind of like a Caden Prescorn in terms of a really so is he nobody? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's would really nobody claiming. It's a good question. I, I really don't know. I mean, I would think Ole Miss claims him. The USC can't claim Dart someday, can they? No, no chance. No chance. No. Um, here's one: KJ Jefferson been in Arkansas five years. Mm-hmm. This is the fifth year on the team. Yeah. Played some in in 2019. Yeah, yeah that's five years. If and he's got a year of eligibility left. If he went to wherever next year and knocked it out of the park. Arkansas huh. claims him, don't they? I, I, He's there five years. There I are people play so. on a pro te- don't play on a pro team that long. I, that's a good point. I I would think so, but I just I just don't know. I mean, that's a good question. What, what qualifies? I don't know the rules mean, anymore. What are the What are the requirements I, of being in the? I know uh, I just blew through our baseball segment. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Hey, we'll, we'll catch we can, up. What we can talk exactly. We have plenty of time to talk baseball. Um, it's not going anywhere. I will give an update. Still four nothing uh, in the top of the third inning. Astros currently. Have a man on third with two outs. But that'll do it for our first hour. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk college football with Brent Beard. <laughs> 